0: in today's show it's week two preview in the nba michael bolton thanks josh it's michael bolton here and it's time for another episode of the locked on fantasy basketball podcast let's get to it let's get to it indeed you are locked on fantasy basketball your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the locked on podcast network Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Week two is coming up. Week one is almost finished. I hope you guys are going to have a successful week one, but let's start planning now for week two. What we need to do for daily changes, leagues for categories, for points and for weekly leagues as well. Uh, Warning. Let's get it on Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're getting there. We're getting there. Week two. It's a schedule again with a couple of bulky days. I'm not quite as bulky as last week, but they're still there. So, I changed the color as well, those of you on YouTube. Hey, if you are here on YouTube and you're not subscribed, what are you doing? What do you hit subscribe right now? That's, that'd be a great thing to help the show because it means that you'll see all of these episodes and I think you're going to want to see them. So hit the subscribe, hit the bell and that will be great. But if you are on YouTube, I changed the red color to blue. I think it comes off better, but I'm not sure. I tried to do a little bit of color theory research to see contrast versus that background gray slaty color. Hey, if it's wrong, we'll try again next time. Anyway, For the schedule, there's eight games on Monday. It's a streaming day. We've got four games on Tuesday. It's a streaming day. We've got 10 on Wednesday, and that's borderline. But in general, you're not going to stream on a 10-day Wednesday, 10-game Wednesday. You've got four on Thursday. We've got 11 on Friday, the busiest day of the week. We've got seven Saturday and eight Sunday. So we've got a five-day, a five-streaming day week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. So we're going to be looking for back-to-backs. We're going to be looking for pseudo-back-to-backs. We're going to be... pushing most of this stuff through the lens of a league that allows you four acquisitions a week. Your league will differ. And then how you use that, especially at this point of the year, we don't have to use every single ad as a streaming maneuver. We can take some L's in week one or two as we try and let players settle and try and grab value off the waiver wire. That's probably more important than streaming to the gills to make sure we get one to two extra games more than our opponent. It's about holding on to that guy who might be struggling. Maybe you're tempted to drop Kyle Lowry or Al Horford or Isaiah Jackson or Mo Bumba which you should, or Brandon Clark, which you should, but the guys, or Jalen Smith, which you should hold, or Cam Johnson, who you should hold. I've, I've had some wild, as always, some wild drops. Someone asked me, should I drop Michael Porter Jr.? What are we talking about? Like some wild decisions or wild theories. Someone said, I'm dropping Jabari Smith Jr. What? There is some wild... So always be on the lookout on your waiver wire. Um, So preserving that sort of longer-term value or grabbing the long-term value off the wire can be more important than just blowing everything to make sure you stream to get the extra game. It's important, and it's more important in a category league where it's most categories win, because 1-0 versus losing a 3-6 or a 4-5, it's more impactful, right? I think all leagues should be each category, not most categories, but that's to each their own. So that's how the week looks there, how the week plays out. What about in terms of games played? Well, we've got 15 teams play four games. We've got 14 teams play three games. The team's playing three. We've got the Wizards, the Hawks, the Raptors, the Suns, the Hornets, Blazers, Grizzlies, Clippers, Cavs, Celtics, Pelicans, Lakers, Thunder, and Bucks. And then the Sacramento Kings have two games. There are a lot of two-game weeks this season. Be aware of that. The Kings start us off with two games this week. Um, don't be panicky with things like dropping a Keegan Murray, but someone like a fan of pants Kevin Herter, who is by no means a long-term, I don't believe, top 100 player, then you don't hold through a two-game week. You say, see you later. Harrison Barnes, the same. Oh, mate, the pencil. I get to do it. Let's go. The Pencil Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Like, drop him. He's only got two games. His upside is low. You're better off using that to take a flyer on somebody to stream in for extra extra value this week. Yes, Sabonis, Fox, Murray. They're the guys you hold. The other guys, Dave, if you've got Davion Mitchell and you're holding him, I don't think he should have been a 12-team league guy anyway to begin with. But you move on with a two-game week. Obviously, the, the remaining 15 teams are the teams that play um, four games this week. Should I have listed them? Maybe. It, I think it would have made the screen look a little bit more cluttered. That's why I did not. But those teams are Minnesota, Miami, Chicago, San Antonio, Philadelphia, Dallas, Golden State, Brooklyn, Utah, Indiana, Denver, the Knicks, Pistons, Magic, and Rockets. Here's an interesting question. I posed it on Twitter. and People push back on me. I said, I think the Knicks have one of the best bench units in the NBA. Not the best bench. I think the best bench is the Clippers. I think the Pelicans might be up there at number two. I think the Knicks bench is probably top five. Now, they are not a top five team. And just because a team to me, like the Bucks, who are really good, and they have a good sixth man like Bobby Porter. So the Warriors, who got a good sixth man in Jordan Poole. The rest of their bench is pretty bad. And just because you're a good team doesn't mean you have a strong six through ten. I know this is tangential, but I wanted to get off my chest. Yeah, the Bucks running um, Wes Matthews and George Hill and maybe Thanasis out there. It's not great. And Kaminga and Wiseman and DiVincenzo, it's not great. And the Suns running out, Cameron Payne and Damian Lee. It's not that great. But the Knicks with Quickly, who I think is really good. Um, Derek Rose, who's really good in that role. Obi Toppin, Isaiah Hartenstein. And then it'll be Quentin Grimes. I think that's an unbelievable five-man group. I think it's so strong. In fact, it's better than some of the starters, at least two of them. And some might argue at times, maybe someone like Barrett's not good enough to be a starter. Eh, It's not me, though. Maybe it is me. But I think the Knicks bench is awesome. I think those guys are really strong, and they've proven it time and time again. So, have a think. Who do you think is the best five bench groups in the NBA? Not, we'll mix one bench player in with four starters, or who's got the best bench player, who's got the best six through ten in their rotation. I think the Knicks have got to be up there. Again, Clippers, Pelicans, probably higher. Knicks are right, unless there's someone I'm just completely missing. I think the Knicks are, are absolutely right up there. But that is beyond the point. So there's how the games all look for this upcoming week. Um we'll get back and talk more about that in a second, because it is time for me to tell you about BetOnline.net, the number one source for football, and basketball betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Better Line remains your continued source for all sports wagering information, live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. We've got games for Saturday in the NBA. And if you want to see the odds for one of the later games today, the Clippers and the Kings, for example, the Clippers are two and a half point favorites for the Kings home opener in a game without Kawhi or John Wall. I'm not sure if the Kings are good. They lost their first game. Uh, they get Keegan Murray back. That's an intriguing line. And I, and I look at it and go, ooh, I can make arguments both ways. I suppose that's exactly what the odds makers at BetOnline are doing. And it's a pretty solid thing to have a look at over there. You can find up-to-the-minute scores on live betting. And it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Always remember as well, guys, to gamble responsibly. Don't gamble outside of your means. And um, yeah, per, this is a personal opinion. You're gambling for um, for fun is fine, but make sure it's not you're yeah, having an impact on your life. I think that's a really important message uh, to get out there. And I don't want to be sound preachy or anything, but yeah, gamble responsibly. It is, that is, I, I feel, pretty important. Let's have a look at streaming for the week. Mavericks and the Warriors play four games. All of them are on low-volume days. It's pretty sexy. That is where we're targeting, where we want to limit our acquisitions to get the most out of them. That's where we're headed. The other teams, Hawks, Raptors, Hornets, Blazers, Cavs, Lakers, and Bucks have one quality game. Now, those teams are all three-game teams, but they've only got one of those three games on a low-volume day. So when you think about, ooh, do I add DeAndre Hunter... Is he going to be in your active roster three times or once? What do I, you know, is a Nyukha Kong or Kongo going to play for me this week? Not saying you drop him. Yeah, you know, do I take, do I have Chris Boucher for some reason? Will I play him once? The Hornets are an interesting one with Terry Rogier going down. Dennis Smith is a great ad, but is he in your best lineup next week? Like, is he, he's got one quality game. Do you play him once next week? Is that worth it? Might not be. That's worth looking at. you know the Cavs. If Garland remains out, which we don't know, will Karis Lavert be in your lineup? Enough to justify having him. These are qu- Lonnie Walker. Everyone's Darling. Man, Lonnie's figured it out now. He's got so much untapped potential. I, I just it's very rare for a bloke in year five who has had had every opportunity and struggled to do anything to, to blow up. Um and it, I know I talk a lot about Lonnie Walker. This is not about him necessarily, it's a little bit, but it's about the, the discussion of, you know, say people have got a one-year memory. People look at that game from Thursday from Lonnie. Look, that's great. The game before, he did nothing. But that is wiped from our memory. Like, wiped. He didn't... He, just, he was yeah he the minutes, did nothing. Right? It gets wiped. So, again, if you streamed Lonnie Walker, is one game of him next week worth it? Is one game hold of Kendrick Nunn worth it? I don't know. As I said, we're streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. But the one we're really focusing on is Mavs and Warriors. So, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, JaVale McGee, Spencer Dinwiddie if he's available, Josh Green for Deeper Leagues. Guys that you know are going to be in the rotation. Even if Green plays 19 minutes, you can use him four times, almost 80 minutes worth of action versus one game of Bobby Portis, Wes Matthews, Javon Carter, Lonnie Walker, which might be 30 minutes. And it might sound stupid, to say that Josh Green is worth more than Lonnie Walker for this next week, but he almost definitely is. 80 minutes versus 30 minutes. The Warriors, like I, I can sit here and say, hey, that bench unit looks really bad. Like it does. The Kaminga, Jermichael Green, Wiseman pairing doesn't work. Kaminga's not a three, um, and they need to play Moses Moody more. And I and I said this opening night. Moses Moody is their seventh best player in my opinion. He, he should be. It should be him and Paul, the guys that come in. All right but they're playing him as the 11th guy. I don't know if they'll adjust that or not, but with four games on, if Wiseman plays 16 minutes a night, 17 minutes a night, if Kaminga, well, he's only playing 10, but if Moody gets to 20, if Jermichael Green's playing plus 20, those 80 minutes of those guys for the week is valuable on a daily changes situation because of when those games occur. That is the difference between me saying, I don't like Kaminga for 12-team leagues long-term. I don't at all. He's nowhere near even a 14-team league guy on a day-by-day basis. But for this week, the way that it shakes out is really useful. And the Warriors, remember, have the most quality games this season. So you're going to see a little bit of this from Golden State. Let's look at how the back-to-backs go. There's no Monday, Tuesday. There is, and if you are new to the channel, again, welcome. But there's a a concept that I run here called the pseudo back-to-back. And it's not a real back-to-back. It's not two days in a row but it's two usable days in a row. If you've got 10 games on Wednesday, we're considering it not a streaming day. So therefore, if the team plays Tuesday, and then Thursday, you look at that as a back-to-back. So you add them for the Tuesday. On the Wednesday, you wouldn't be able to use a player off the wave wire in a full lineup anyway. So then they play on Thursday. So you've added them and got two games for one ad. Right, That's that's what a pseudo back-to-back is. It's two days, two low volume days surrounding a big bulky boy in the middle. So the pseudo back-to-back Tuesday, Thursday, Dallas Warriors, Clippers, Thunder. That's great, right? So we can add, we can add whoever we want. We'll talk about streaming plan in a second. But the Dallas Golden State is is the key one there, pretty obviously. But you got Dallas Golden State, Clippers, and, and the Thunder. Now we do have an actual Tuesday, Wednesday back to back. That's the Pistons. They're not really at risk of resting anyone, but streaming like a Diallo or a Killian Hayes would mean you're streaming them for Tuesday and then not using them on Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, we've got one team in that back-to-back. That's Miami. So, oh, it's great. I'll add Caleb Martin, who is a fringe 12-team league guy, but you wouldn't use him on the Wednesday anyway. And then we've got the Thursday-Saturday, which is a real back-to-a real pseudo back-to-back, and there's a lot of teams that have it: Miami, Dallas, Golden State, Brooklyn, Memphis, OKC, and Sacramento. So we talked Dallas and Golden State already, but guys like Royce O'Neill for Brooklyn, Caleb Martin makes more sense there in that situation. So you could add him there for the Wednesday, Thursday. You probably wouldn't play him Wednesday, but you get Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, three games in four nights. You got Memphis. So yeah, the Santi Aldamas, Johnny Conchar, if he's still getting minutes, but who knows when Dylan Brooks comes back, that hurts him. The Thunder with, who knows? Like there's going to be lots of options there. Then the Kings, we talk about the Kings having a bad schedule and they do. But they play Thursday, Saturday, right? So they don't play for three days. And then they play on two low-volume days on a pseudo back-to-back, which is great. Great for streaming them, but not great for holding them. Friday, Saturday's a real back-to-back, but with 11 games Friday, it's not worth it. I think what's looking worth looking at here is that the Jazz play that back-to-back. So one game fewer, I would guess, for Mike Conley. So then you Nikhil Alexander-Walkers, Colin Sexton or um, well, Sexton in particular gets a real boost in that situation. He, I think he'll play a lot of the point guard minutes and Alexander Walker will get the backup ones. You've also got the Sixers, the Bulls, the Pacers, Hawks, Hornets, Bucks with Friday, Saturday. And then the weekend back-to-back, it's those teams again. It's the, the Mavericks and the Warriors. But, but, the Warriors. Who's going to sit? Clay almost definitely, Draymond almost definitely. Will Steph sit? And if that's the case, then that ad early in the week of Kaminga of maybe Moody... Maybe Wiseman, maybe Jermichael Green. You chug along, you get their 17 minutes, 17 minutes, 17 minutes, and then maybe 35 on Sunday. Right, that makes them super appealing. Super appealing. The other thing we need to look at is week-ending back-to-backs. So teams that play on Sunday in week one, but then also play Monday, it can be a free ad for you. So you've got Minnesota, Utah, and Portland. If you add those guys to get, get you a boost on Sunday of your week one matchup, they play again Monday. It's a free ad for Monday. It's Minnesota, Utah, and Portland. But look at that, it's Utah. Conley's probably going to sit. But look at if Olenek is there. Look at Walker Kessler. Look at Colin Sexton, Malik Beasley. And then to end the week, so Sunday of week two versus Monday of week three, we've got four teams who do the carryover. Detroit, Washington, the Clippers, and the Rockets. So look at the Clippers there. Kawhi might sit that one. He might sit that Sunday game. John Wall might sit it. So Reggie Jackson, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, Norman Powell, they all get boosts for Sunday next week. I hope all of that does make sense to you guys. Let's look at a streaming plan now. Um, As I said, the Sunday, Monday, heading into the week, Minnesota, Utah, or Portland, guys, you can add those players. And then the best option is going to be, Getting a Dallas or Golden State guy on Tuesday, maybe the Golden State guys are a little bit more worth it because you get the back-to-back Saturday, Sunday, where they're going to have elevated minutes. Now, through the week, a Bullock and a Finney Smith and a Josh Green and a McGee probably produce more value across the three early games, but the Warriors guys have a real chance at big numbers on either Saturday or Sunday. And that's using one ad for the week. You can get five bonus games. You get one of the Minnesota, Utah, Portland guys on Monday and then Dallas, Golden State for the rest of the week. Then you've got three more ads to do whatever you want with. I think that's a good way of looking at it. Getting five games for one roster spot. No one has a five-game week, so you're an advantage there. And you've got three other moves to do whatever you want with. Let's look at how things front and back load. Atlanta, Washington, Phoenix, Cleveland, Milwaukee, Boston, the Pelicans... Kings, Hornets, and Lakers play one game in the first four days. Really, really slow start. So if you've got fringe players on those teams, holding a fringe player to get one game out of four days, it's not a great strategy. But Miami and Brooklyn, on the other hand, play three games in the first four. So, yeah, Royce O'Neal, I don't think he's a high upside player necessarily, but getting three games out of four nights, it's interesting. Watch where those games are played though. Do you use them three times or do you use them twice? the end of the week, Portland and Toronto play one game in the final four days and do not play Saturday, Sunday. So Raptors and Blazers, fringe guys, they don't play on the weekend, you move on from them. Detroit and Golden State play three games. They play Thursday, Saturday, Sunday to end the week. We already talked about how good their schedule is. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. It's great. And they end that week really strongly as well. Let's look at some players for weekly lock leagues. If you aren't in a weekly lock league or you don't know what a weekly lock league is, then you're not in one. It's when you set a roster and you can't change it during the week. So these are some players that you could add for this week that you might be able to actually even start. Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Bruce Brown in Denver, Patrick Beverly and Caleb Martin. Good volume of games and enough production. Well, Beverly's the other one because he's only playing the three games, but because his ability to generate defensive stats, like he probably should be rostered, and I think he's going to be in your top 120 even playing three games. In terms of guys you can sit, I would probably sit all Kings players. Sabonis is on the fringe, so he might be a start in your 10th spot. But he's on the fringe. I wouldn't. A pro, Fox is also fringy. Depends how much you trust his production. But he's fringy. Murray, Barnes, Herder. No way am I starting any of those guys. Um, Mike Conley with a back-to-back, you sit him. Um, Mike Conley legitimately might play one game. They have three games this week. The Jazz three. Is that right? Um, let me double check that. No, they have four. But I see he might play, he might play two because they have the Monday. So he might sit the Monday portion of the back-to-back. And then they have um, – uh, or so, well, no, the other one's a Sunday-Monday. That's fine. Ignore that. Um, Conley, yeah. Con- Conley is a sit. John Wall is a sit with a back-to-back as well. John Ray Hunter with limited games. James Wiseman. Now, the difference here with Wiseman in versus the daily changes leagues is in a weekly changes league, I don't think that what he does in four games is is all that great. Right, but it's the fact that it happens on the low-volume days in daily changes leagues that makes him more valuable. In a weekly changer, I don't think he's worth a start. He's not one of my best 10. Kelly Ubre is another guy to sit. Lou Dort's another guy to sit. Um, Brandon Clark is another guy to sit as well. In terms of points leagues, Olenek, uh, these are guys to add, Kelly Lenick, Jeremy Sohan, I think has got a little bit of value there. Walker Kessler, I like, Caldwell Pope, Caleb Martin, and Bruce Brown. And then to guys that you sit, the Kings players, again, Sabonis and Fox, maybe, maybe not. Um, Wiseman, Herb Jones, Mike Conley, Brandon Clark, Johnny Wall, and Monte Morris become sits for the week. And that will do it for me today. don't forget, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.